Hi there, I'm Dr. Asha, creator of Healthy Conversations. Welcome to the Good Health for Busy People podcast. Joining us today is wife, mother, entrepreneur, published author, and evangelist, Antoinette E. Mathis. Antoinette is a woman of God who is determined to ensure that her life is a beacon light pointing others in the direction of Jesus Christ. She is a proud alumna of Florida A&M University, and she is working on several kingdom projects. Her podcast, Coffee and Revelations, and her book, The Crossover, are geared toward helping disciples and those interested in pursuing a new Christian life develop and advance their walk with the Lord. Now, if you've ever questioned whether you hear God or if it's just the voices in your head, then this segment is for you. Join me and Antoinette for this healthy conversation on trusting that you hear God. Whether you're busy parenting, reading the Bible, or simply driving through a traffic light, learn to hear God in your everyday experiences. Welcome back to Antoinette. So excited to have you back for part two. And I just want to let y'all know, listen, if you're sliding in on part two right now, I'm going to need you to go ahead and back it up, okay? Go to part (laughs) one, grab the nuggets, then come to part two. We will be here. Come back. Make sure you come back. Yeah. No, don't just leave and say, I'm coming back and don't come back. I hate when people do that. Yeah. They'll be like, I'll be right back. Or I'll call you right back. (laughs) I do that though. I'll call you right back. So we're going to assume that you left and came back by now. Okay. So you left, you came back, you went to one, got the lovely gems. Cause we even talked about learning to trust God, trusting that you trust God, identifying his voice and not confusing it with your voice or saying to yourself, maybe it was just my voice. We talked about all that in part one. And I know you already know that because you went, you heard it and you came back. So we are excited to have Antoinette's We are learning to trust God and building up our spiritual wellness. And I want to ask Antoinette something from her book that really kind of stood out to me. So her book is The Crossover. If you don't have a copy, you need to make sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, You need to make sure you get it. The subtitle is Find God, Rediscover You, Start the Journey. So there is, clearly you can see my highlights if you're watching the video. So there are a few highlights in here, but there's one that I have highlighted and starred. And so this is what it says. It says, you see, life is about finding the purpose for which you were created. The most beautiful thing in life is discovering the plans and mind of God concerning you and living out the things that were on his mind the day he created you. Who wrote that? <laughs> I know, right? Somebody real smart, real smart. This, you know somebody named Antoinette yeah. Mathis? You know her? You heard I, of her? I, know. I, might, I might know her. She's a bestseller. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know Big if you heard of her. <laughs> so with, with that, and it really sounds like in terms of trying to connect with God about your purpose, it involves a lot of trusting him through different phases of life and different seasons of life. So for you, what does it look like to trust God now as 
a businesswoman, as a mom, as a wife, as someone who's making a, a shift in her career? Like, what does trusting God look like for you now versus when you were in perhaps college? <laughs> so the funny thing about trusting God now is that I think I'm at a point in my life where I realized that without him, I really don't know anything. <laughs> so I have to trust him. I think we all go through those seasons, uh, not necessarily an age, uh, a specific age or a time span where people, because some, some people are more seasoned and they need to start just trusting God. But um, we all, I think, go through those times where you think you know so much and you think you can do things mm. on your own and you think you probably don't need anything because you just are so smart and you know everything. And then we all hopefully get to the point where real where we realize that's just not true. And Heavy on the hopefully. On the hope, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think in this season of you know being a wife, being a mom, having various ministry responsibilities, having business uh, aspirations, and and writing and impacting others and influencing others is that. I cannot do anything without him. It's that I have to trust him because if I want to do anything well, I have to trust him and I have to I have to seek him in that. So two examples of that. So being married and lots of your listeners probably are married or thinking about marriage or going into that phase or what have you. One thing that I realized in marriage, which shows how it how I shifted in trusting God is that. God created my husband and God created me. So the only way that I can be an excellent wife to him and be what he needs is if I go to the one that created him and me Ugh. and seek him for the wisdom that he needs. What does he need in a wife? What does he need in a help me? What does he need in a supporter? What does he need in a person that he confides in? What are all of those things? And Lord, you created him. And even when we both are, you know, we might be tripping or whatever, you still know both of us and our needs. And so that is one. And then the other one with, with the children is that a similar type of thought process. God, you know who these children are supposed to be. They're mm -hmm. not mine. I'm just here to steward as a mother in their lives. And I want you to show me how to foster and how to nurture everything that's in them that needs to come out to make them who you've called them to be in the earth. I can't do that Ooh. without God. How can I do that without God? I cannot. <laughs> I can't do that. And it's, and it's a similar thought process in business, in career, in ministry, in writing, in whatever those things are. I have nothing to give unless you give it to me. So help me to understand what you want people to hear when they hear me speak, help me to help me to flow in that process. And literally every single thing is understanding that I, I think when I realized that I'm a steward of everything and not an owner of anything, that's when I got into the place of, okay, well, I guess I got to trust God since he owns it all anyway. <laughs> it's his. So, you know, yeah. And so I think seasons of life sort of bring you to that place. Cause you know, you, you, you grow there. And I mean, going along with your own maturation, right? Because right. how often do we admit that we are not in control? Oof. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> very challenging to do. I mean, even when we are drowning, it's like, I got it. I got it. And it's almost like you're looking for a straw to like poke <laughs> out of the water. But I told you, I got it. I got it. You know, how often do we admit that we're not in control, which I think may impact our ability to 
trust God to trust anyone, right? Even to Mm -hmm. trust friends or spouses or children, because I know me, it's almost like that group project assignment that everybody hates, which I do assign my students, by the way, because I mean, your life is a group project. Okay. But it's almost, (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like that group project where there's five of you and maybe two of you are carrying the entire load. And it's the, it's that concept of like, I, I got this. Like I have to be the one that makes this happen because I don't do B, C, Ds. I do mm-hmm. A's and these other three people ain't acting right. So me and this other person that are acting right, we about, no, we we about to, to carry this assignment. We might be mad. We might have a grudge, but we are about to carry this assignment onward to an A. And it's, it's, it's saying, I can't trust these other people. It's like, I can't trust over 50% of my group. Because I think I got this and I can Mm. do this. And it's admitting, on the other hand, it's admitting just in your life, like I don't quote unquote got this. Like I'm not in charge. I'm not in control. And being able to honor God with that control and saying, you have it, just let me know what you want to do. And something interesting that our our first guest, Professor Latanya White came on, she is an entrepreneurship I educator. I know she the bomb. <laughs> I love her. We love you, Professor White. Yes, uh, but she came on talking about co-creating with God as mm-hmm. a concept. And she says every day she'll ask God, what can I co-create with you today? And so even as you were discussing that you go to God to, to consult with him about how you engage with your husband, how you engage with your children, how you engage with your business, how you engage with yourself. It made me think of that image, like you're co-creating this life that God has already unfolded for you, right? As we learned from the crossover, right? This life that he's already planned out for you and you're discovering the plans as you go. You're discovering the plans. You're discovering the mind of God, but he's already planned this out before he created you and you get the opportunity to co-create as it unfolds. I think that's just such a, a powerful and beautiful space to be in. It's so powerful. And so I mentioned that one of those areas is with my children. And that is one of the places where the revelations come from. If you did, again, if you didn't hear the first episode, go back and listen to it. Go back. We'll be here. (laughs) One of the things that I've seen in that is that because I'm their mother and I have a different perspective and a different viewpoint on everything in their lives at this point, they're three years old and <laughs> I have much more lived experience. I know the, the vision. I have a goal for them or whatever it is because I can see that and they can't, a lot of times they won't trust what I'm saying. And I think that happens a lot of times in our lives too, because God has already seen way, way, way down to the end. He's already written the end of your story. He already knows you know, every single detail of it, but because we can't see those things, a lot of times that inhibits our trust because Mm. we want to know every single thing right then. And so that's something in addition to to the things that I said before, that is definitely something that I have gained as I've gotten older and just grown in my faith walk is that, you know, if I don't know it, I don't know it. Just help me to go to journey through this season and relinquish some of that control so that I can Mm. enjoy. God doesn't want us to be miserable in our lives. He wants us to enjoy the, the journey, not just the destination, but the things that we're experiencing along the way. And if you're not trusting him and you're trying to have control of everything, you take so much of the enjoyment of life away. I love that. We needed that reminder. We did. We wholeheartedly needed that reminder. I mean, that's even just a heart check. 
yeah. to see where we are, right? To see where we are in our approach to life. And it also reminds me of the the six dimensions of wellness as a whole, because I think we can we can speed through life and we can speed past all of these opportunities to live well, to enjoy life, as you mentioned, to live life abundantly. And spiritual wellness is a, a large component of the six dimensions. We, we have the physical component, which is us caring for our, our physical body, sleep, hygiene, food, beverages, how stress impacts our body, right? Which you mentioned before in part one, for those who got it, they know what I'm talking about. And we also have the mental and emotional dimension, which is about our fully expressing our feelings, allowing others to fully express their feelings, respecting that space for them. We have the intellectual component, our skills, creative abilities, our knowledge, expanding our mindset. We also have our career and financial component. So using those skills uh, to leave a legacy uh, and and to maintain a a certain um, way of life for ourselves, for our families, for our loved ones, even things that we prepare to to pass down or pass along to others. Um, And then we also have that social component. So really fostering those healthy relationships. But as we mentioned before, we have that spiritual component as well, which is part of the, the six dimensions of wellness. So how do you think those other dimensions impact and are impacted by the spiritual dimension? Yeah. So I think I, I love the model of the, the six dimensions of wellness because it, I mean, just, you can't get more holistic than that. I mean, you cannot right. <laughs> get more well-rounded. So just powerful, Dr. Asha. But I think that being able to get an alignment on all of them, um, and it's like you sort of have to get a focus, a focal point um, to start from, which I think I also mentioned in the first episode, I I think the spiritual component impacts the impacts those other areas because when you are well spiritually I don't think you want to be raggedy (laughs) in any other area so as Mm. you become well and are connected to Holy Spirit as you're connected to just the living breathing word of God as you're increasing your faith and all of those components that are a part of the the spiritual dimension, it makes you want to be better in your emotions, in your body, your physical component, in your your career and your finances and, and the other areas. It gives you a desire to, to do better just all the way around. Um, and then I think vice versa in those areas, they impact um, your spiritual life because you are, I think from the spiritual perspective, it's more the spiritual component impacts the area, the other areas more, but I think Mm. it still is a um, sort of reciprocity there in the other areas as well, because I think really as you are becoming well, which people talk about this often as you're becoming well. So people are in therapy or in any way that you are um, bettering yourself, your mind, your body, or whatever the area is, it makes you look at other aspects of life and say, you know what? This actually is not up to par either. This actually is not well either. And for me, accountability really is sort of, yeah, sort of starting in that spiritual space and going, you know, around to the other areas and you can't get everything at once. But I think as you master or get stronger in the spiritual dimension or the other dimensions, you definitely are, becoming more fit in the other areas as well. Thank you for giving us permission to focus 
somewhere and not try to tackle everything at once. Because you know, I'm the master of being all over the place, but that's not good. I'm learning that. <laughs> I am learning. <laughs> I'm glad, right? You're learning and listening. You're learning and listening, learning and listening. Because, you know, even with us trying to be these amazing people, right? And we feel just so motivated to do so many things or we feel purpose to do so many things. Often, A, we can neglect ourselves or B, we can try to be perfect in all things. And I think even us discussing these six dimensions, when you rested on the fact that you got to find a focal point, I think it's so key because we can take that perfectionism into trying to be well and trying to be perfect in all the areas of wellness. (laughs) And it's like, have several seats, please, please, for your own wellness have several seats. So thank you for giving us permission to to find that focal area. So now that we're trying to hone in on that, right? We're busy people. So we're trying to hone in on a focal area and perhaps in that focal area, we've decided it's spiritual. So what do you say are the first and second steps if we want to experience good spiritual health, even as these busy always have something going on, (laughs) trying to manage our time well, people. What are those first and second steps to that good spiritual health so we can hone in there? So I will say the first and second steps, especially when you reiterate that people are busy and we always have something going on, is to pause and figure out how you can prioritize God in your day. If that is five minutes in the morning, make it five minutes in the morning. If that is, you know, staying up later, once you do everything you need to do, then do that. But prioritize God in your day, because how are you going to trust a God that you don't prioritize and spend time with? If my husband never, ever, 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 ever made time for me, that would be a problem. And it it just wouldn't be good. And so. And I would have to come for him. Listen, Figure out how you can make it work. And I know, you know, you you have work, you have kids, you have marriage, you have uh, community obligations, you have sorority, you have all of these things, but figure out how you can prioritize God in your day. So if that's meditation, prayer, devotion, whatever it is, figure out how you can every day, make it Mm. an everyday thing. It doesn't have to be two hours a day, but figure out what that is and bite-sized pieces. Um, and the next step, the second step that I would say, once you've prioritized and once you figure that out, get a journal or your phone mm. or whatever it is and start writing out some of your prayer requests. The reason I say to write them out is because you can see God manifesting and answering them. And that builds trust and confidence in God. When you start writing and you start spending that time, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like these things are happening. Because, you know, you do move so fast. We go so fast. And we forget that. I mean, sometimes we are like, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do that. But when you look at the things that you have expressed to God and you see him answering those your confidence in him grows. So at a different point, I might have said two other steps, but for this and for busy people in particular, I want to say to prioritize God, figure out how to do it every day and write down some prayer requests and see God moving your life. I love it. It's so doable. It's so (laughs) doable and practical. And it is not this big astronomical thing. I love it. That's why we had to bring you. That's why we had to bring you. (laughs) 
to have this conversation. I thank you so much. Where can, what are the best ways for our listeners to connect with you? Where can we get with Antoinette Mathis? I would love to connect with the listeners. Please find me at the Jesus Brand Online on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, just under Antoinette Mathis. I'm going under, going through some reconstruction of my website, but find me at the Jesus Brand Online, and I look forward to connecting very soon. This has been so amazing. I love it. So we'll make sure to get her information in the show notes for you. Go to drasha.com backslash podcast. We'll get that information there. And when that website is up and popping, we'll make sure you get that too. Thank you, Antoinette, for helping us to live in good health. Thank you for listening. Remember to download Self-Care in 5 Minutes. That's your freebie. The Affirmation of the Month, another good health freebie. And the show notes from this episode at drasha.com backslash podcast. When you head there, you get what you missed and you share what you loved. This has been the Good Health for Busy People podcast with Dr. Asha. Thank you.